is Aileen Miracle and Katie Manici. And welcome to episode number 17 of the Music Room. We're super excited to be back from summer break to talk about the school year. You have a good summer? I did. And I'm so excited because I am in the same room as I know. you right now. <laughs> Katie's my traveler this year. So we're actually looking at each other face to face instead of talking I on the phone. I can see the Aileen Miracle <laughs> right now. It's glorious. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. It's everything you think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're excited to talk to you today. We decided to talk about the top 10 things we did this summer to prepare for the school year. And Katie and I probably did a little bit more than normal because we were both taking the same course. It was a course from the Dominican University of California. Correct. And we can leave a link in the show notes if you're interested. The course is pretty much like an independent study where you can get ready for your school year and you have a goal like my goal was to have more student-centered opportunities and student choice Um, and I had a few other goals that was my main goal what was your goal Um, my goal was really to just organize the materials I had and write some method style materials that would aid me in the future So some of it was based off of instruments and things I wanted to do as a unit in the classroom. And then I also threw in some educational reading for fun. Yes, me too. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to um, talk to you about the top 10 things we did. And some of it, we did kind of the same thing. And some of it, we, we did some different things. So we'll talk you through that. All right. So the first thing we did, or the first thing I did, and this was a huge task, it was a huge undertaking, is I organized all of my lesson plans and my sub plans into one big tub. It's amazing. It's pretty awesome so far. I'm loving it. Um, so I, you know, through the years, uh, I often reuse a lesson and I tweak it. You know, I'll look at the lesson. Okay, well, this is how I'm going to change it from last year. And sometimes I end up creating brand new lessons, but a lot of times I tweak what I've done before if it worked well and I just want to add a little change. Um, And what I've done in previous years is I'll sit down at school during the week and I'll look at the lesson for the next week for second grade, for example, and I'll go, okay, well, they don't know this song or they do know this song or I'm going to change this or I'm going to change that. I want to add this because I just went to a workshop and it was really cool and I'm going to add that activity. And it takes less time than writing it from scratch, but it still takes some time. Mm -hmm. And then after you do that, then, you know, I would have to print out the lesson. Then I would have to find the materials for the lesson and print those out and get those all ready. And then I also have an agenda in a PowerPoint where I have all of the things that we're doing in the lesson and any links to smart notebook files or PowerPoints with ICANN statements and all that. And I also have to do that. So even though I'm often reusing slash tweaking lessons, it still is kind of an undertaking every week Mm -hmm. to get my lesson plans ready. So I decided that it would be better to look at my full year to see where am I going and what opportunities can I give them to be more student-centered and more choice and I actually really liked it was kind of like doing a year plan but I felt like because it was even more specific because there were lesson plans and not just an overview it really allowed me to look at the year and see what I could do better it's a beautiful thing it really is so like um before I taught the first day this week I got my tub out I pulled out all my number one lessons for each grade level. I put them into my binder. All of my agendas were done. I, you know, there were some things like picture books and whatever that I had to pull from my room or I had to tune my dulcimer or whatever, but pretty much everything was done and ready. So, and I also did that for sub plans. I 
I was kind of getting tired of the supplants I had, so I created all new supplants, and I have those almost already, too. That's a really beautiful thing. It's beautiful. <laughs> Listeners, I want you to know that that is not where I am at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think sometimes it has to do with your own environment and your teaching and where you are in your career. All those things factor in. Um, I was just sitting down with Aileen and asking what her students currently know. We created an Airtable, which is going to come up later in the podcast. So it's okay if you don't have all those things written out, but it is a really nice goal. And yeah. it's, I can see that you are relaxed and feel very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that part of that is just your disposition, but it's, it's a lovely piece yeah. of work that you've put together. Yes. And I want to be clear in case anybody is like, well, she has all her lesson plans written for the year. How would you do that? You don't know where your kids are at. Um, this, these are totally adaptable. I realize that they might change. But just having that foundation of this is what I think I want to do with my kids, I think has definitely brought my stress level down. And for this class, we both logged 150 hours worth of work. I only did 75. Oh, you only did 75. Okay. So you can, I got six graduate credits, or I'm going to get six graduate credits. And I received three. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of time. 150 hours is a lot of time. So it Even did take 75 me. is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But it did go very quickly. Yes. And I think it made me less stressed about the school year because I never completely shut down from school. Yes. Which for some people is healthy. For me, it's not. <laughs> if I if I completely break away from that school mentality, then it feels shocking to me. It's yeah. like a cold pool, you know? Yes. I, I don't want to take my feet completely out of the water during the summer mm-hmm. because that's just what's best for me. So I enjoy this class because I would continue to work anyway. Mm-hmm so that I don't shut down. I think next summer when I do it, I'm going to do three credits Mm -hmm. or four credits because the 150 hours was a lot and it did lead to a pretty stressful summer. I'm a lot more relaxed now, but our summer was not very relaxing. Oh no. So, I mean, but I am so glad I have all that work done. You have now it's done. So much done. Yeah. All right. Number two. Number two. We finished our country of the month set. I am so excited. It's really one of the things that first brought us together. Yes. Yeah. And and now we're in the same room. I know. It's really cool. Um, No, the country of the month is something I'm really proud of. That that piece of that sort of body of work is something that I feel will serve us for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And it keeps bringing value back to me. Um, I just had a student start this week who is from Brazil only speech speaks Portuguese and the fourth graders whom I had last year as third graders uh-huh. lit up when I had my first class with them today. Cause they said, can we bring Brazil back as a country of the month oh, wow. so that the student would feel like he had some yeah. ownership. Maybe he can teach us, you know, we can check with him and see That's if awesome. he knows the songs we know. And they had so much pride and also, I really think it was cultivating their own kindness because they felt like they could do something kind for this new student that's yeah. going to struggle uh-huh. learning, you know, a whole new language and a whole new culture. And so I, I was really pleased to see how excited they were. That's really It was awesome. really fun. And it honors him as a student, too. I hope it will. Yeah. 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 I had a student from Kenya last year and... Um, yeah, we did. I had already planned to do a song from Kenya. And when I started teaching it, she just lit up. She was so excited. So, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's what great. it's about. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so we will put a link in the show notes if you're interested in any of the country of the month sets. We have, I think, 12, 12. different months. You could just, you know, if you wanted to purchase one, you could just do one country. Or if you want to buy the whole bundle, you could. But um, I'm going to be doing country of the month with two of my classes that I see as right. kind of like enrichment as I, yeah. that I see twice each week. So I'm excited to dive into that, too. It is fun. All right. Number three. This is you, Katie. It is. I have a colleague in our district that Aileen and I are both working in, and he is an ORF teacher, an uh, ORF-inspired teacher, and he has really embraced Recorder. This man loves Recorder. It's a beautiful thing to watch. I don't embrace Recorder the same way. (laughs) However, I do see its value in so many aspects, the fingering and understanding how an instrument works and airflow, um, Obviously, I don't need to explain it to a group of listeners that are also teachers. So um, he has embraced the philosophy of starting with E and G so that students start with both hands on the instrument and for so many other reasons, airflow also. So many, yeah. Correct. Mm -hmm. And I like that it also teaches the students multiple tone sets so that they're used to, if they haven't really understood the idea of movable dough, This is such a practical way of saying, this is so me. And then a month later, this could also be so me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, when you move B-A-G and up to D. So I went ahead and it started out as just a packet. I know packets sometimes are a dirty word in education, but I do (laughs) still use a packet. Um, And it really sort of turned into its own methodology. So I put together activities for the classroom, outside of the classroom, and also written work that would all flow together mm-hmm. so that when I teach that nine to 10 week unit, everything's ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. And then the next one's you too. Well, it's kind of both of us. Kind of both of us. Yeah. But you can talk first about what you've done. We were looking for student-centered opportunities in the classroom. I do a lot of station rotation Um as many of my colleagues do. I know Aileen does as well. So uh, I took some of the lessons and quizzes that I had written in clickers. And one of the things I did was translate them over to Kahoot Mm -hmm. because um, I love clickers for so many reasons, but it's hard for me to do that in a centers-based lesson. So I wanted students to be able to complete in the center, a quiz, and then move on, and the next group could come and complete it as well. Mm-hmm. And Kahoot really lends itself to that. I also yeah. plan on looking at quizzes, but I had already logged 75 hours, and I decided to take a break. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> now, I know that you also have some goals for student-centered opportunities, too, yes. correct? So that was one of my goals this summer was to um, not only edit and create lessons, but also to make sure that there was small group work and there were student-centered opportunities um, so I wrote some more centers lessons. I've been trying to move towards doing centers more often. Um, I don't do them every lesson. It's just every once in a while. But since I started centers several years ago, I started off pretty bare bones like a couple times a year. And I've mm-hmm. been just kind of trying to do more of them. But I also have been taking a look at my centers to see. I've tried this model with first grade where I have like six centers around the room and instead of me telling them where to go and, you know, every five minutes they have to switch, they decide. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, and I just tell them like, try to get to three centers today. 
And if you have like a center that's an assessment that you want everyone to do, you could say like everybody has to go to this center at some point today, but everything else is up to you. So I tried to go through, and I'm still in that process. It was actually more than 150 hours worth of work. Um, I'm <laughs> Sounds <trying> like to, <laughs> I'm trying to go through um, all of my center's lessons to make sure to try to put in more toys and have it be more of a floating station um, model when I can. That sounds really fun. It's kind of like blended learning. Like there's, I would that, like to do that. Yeah, I would want to come to they, that. Class. Well, I feel like when they come here and they know it's a center stage, they get really excited. Yes. But then when they know they can choose, they're like, what? <laughs> I can choose? They get that would so be excited. a really fun goal. And I'd like have, to take that on sometime this year. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it. Yeah. And I'll have some kids who will go to every single center. Like, it's their goal. Oh, I'm going to do every single one, Mrs. Miracle, which is awesome. And other kids that they'll just hang out at the Rhythm Telephone one for a while. They'll hang out at iPads for a while. They'll hang out at instruments for a while. Whatever it is. Then it's, you know, it's good differentiation because they are choosing what they're comfortable with. That's you fantastic. Know. Yeah. Yeah, that's been fun. All right. Number five on the list. Um, also, as part of my course, I did, uh, I guess you would say it's like flipped classroom. Mm-hmm. I kind of filled out my year for band in a system we have called Schoology, which not everybody has that system. Your district, I think, kind of has to buy into that system. But Schoology, it's kind of like Facebook for kids for students, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are all these, you know, kids can interact with each other and like comments and that kind of thing. But they also have courses in Schoology. So in my band course, I preloaded week one homework, week two homework, week three homework. And again, this could totally change throughout the year. I might realize they're not going quite as fast as I thought they would. Mm -hmm. And I can adapt from there, but at least I have that foundation. So last year, I had added all of these band tutorials, like how to assemble your flute, how to do a good embouchure on clarinet, like all that kind of stuff. I had loaded that into TangiTube, which is our system that's kind of like YouTube without commercials, but it's for our district. I had preloaded all of those, and I was super excited, but I did that for the first few weeks of band, and then I just ran out of time, and I sure. didn't get a chance because I had, like, here's the clarinet folder for week two. Here's the flute folder for week three, mm-hmm. you know? And I just ran out of time, and I didn't do the, I didn't do it justice like I wanted to. So because I had time this summer, I have all of my – folders already in there but the kids can't see them until like the beginning of that week then they'll publish which is a really cool feature Mm -hmm. Um, and I also you know as I was reflecting on band last year I do beginning band for fifth grade um, as I was reflecting I realized that I wanted to have kids do more creativity you know yeah so I found um, and I can link to this in the show notes there is a TPT store called Band Directors Talk Shop. If you cool, yeah. If you are a band director like me, you teach beginning band. And I found um, this hot cross buns like theme and variations kind of where it's got music for yeah. all the different instruments, and they have hot cross buns like normal, and then they have all these variations, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to have them compose their own variation. So, well, that's the plan at least. So I'm excited to just to really know my overview for band and what they're going to do every week and when the folders are going to publish and I can still add things to it, but just to have that foundation. That's super great. Exciting. You know, I would say too, um, if your district has not embraced Schoology for better or for worse, there are things I don't like about Schoology. Um, but if you do not have access to something like that, a lot of these assignments and publishing the assignment can also be done in Google assignment. 
So like Google Classroom. Google Classroom. Mm -hmm. um, but there is that assignment feature in the Google Suite. So um, you may have access to some of those things, even if you don't, you won't be able to set things up exactly the way Aileen has. Mm -hmm. um, Tube is really beneficial for us because I can give the students the link to TangiTube and they can see it on their own device because our district is BYOD, whereas the Wi-Fi blocks them from YouTube. So if you have a district like that, um, I think you actually can access our TangiTube as a normal link. You just can't upload things. Oh, so you okay. so you could see our videos. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if there was a listener that really was interested in what we were doing, I think we can help you get that started, even mm -hmm. though you can't alter the videos. Interesting. But I think you okay. can yeah. see them because our so students too. can see them as well. That's true. Yeah. So we'd happily help. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next on our list. Um, I listened to quite a few podcasts, and this, again, was part of that course. I like to listen to podcasts anyway, but um, I listened to probably a few more than I would have otherwise mm -hmm. because I had to log those hours. So I listened to, and I had already been listening to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk. I, we really like that podcast. Um, but they were doing a um, book study, which I'll talk about actually in our next bullet point. Mm -hmm. um, but they were doing a book study this summer about world music pedagogy, and that was great. I listened to um, Cult of Pedagogy. Love her podcast. I know you do too, Katie. She's so great. Yes, and a, a couple episodes, which again I can link to in the show notes that I really liked. Um, she had a podcast all about how professional development has changed, which if you have to lead any professional development, you know, maybe you're the chair of your elementary music department, I'm the co-chair, um, or you, um, you know, present workshops at all, or you sometimes have to present at staff meetings or mm -hmm. anything like that. That was really great to listen to, had a really, a, a lot of um, great ideas. And then she had a podcast episode about restorative justice, which was super interesting to listen to. And I feel like listening to that, I feel like I do a lot of that mm -hmm. just instinctively, but um, I bought a little book that they recommended in that podcast. Um, and a lot of restorative justice is really getting to know your students and having them get to know each other so that there are less behavior management issues. But then there's also a way of dealing with classroom discipline, which is a little bit different and I really like. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. I, I'm not going to speak any more to it because I'm not an expert about it, but I would definitely recommend listening to that podcast episode. That's great. Did you listen to any podcast episodes that were educational? I do. I listen to Cult of Pedagogy here and there. I'm I don't spend as much time as in the in the car during the summer as I do during the school year. Yeah. So I'll start listening more because I travel as yes. part of my day. Uh, I did just listen to. You'll help me with this, Aileen. I know you will. Make music matter. Make moments Make matter. Make moments with David matter. Rowe. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, I loved it. He had the bulletin board lady yes, on. Yes, Tracy King. Yes, yes I've, I'm listening to it right now I too. Absolutely yeah. loved it. They're yes. so conversational and so joyful. You can tell. Yeah, and they really love what they do. Yeah, and they're both friends of mine, so I love listening to it because I feel like I get to talk to them even though they're really just talking at me. I'm not having a conversation <laughs> with them, but I feel like I'm listening in on a conversation. It's great. I felt like. I would sit and have a conversation with them. Oh, for sure. With a beverage, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Coffee or wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, educational books. So I just talked about uh, World Music Pedagogy. So this is by Amy Beagle and my friend Christopher Roberts. They wrote this book called World Music Pedagogy. It's volume two, and it's a really wonderful book. And so Music Teacher Coffee Talk, Tanya and Carrie did a 
podcast series that was like a book study about world music pedagogy. And I really enjoyed, I was reading the book along with them. I didn't actually finish the book. I'm close to it, Mm -hmm. to being finished. But it was a really wonderful way of looking at how can we include world music listening in our lessons in a very sequential way that promotes cultural awareness and acceptance. Mm -hmm. It was wonderful. Um, And... I think that's all I did for yeah I I read you a lot busy. of that yeah and I like I said I bought that restorative justice book but I haven't started reading I it I would yet. like to read that yeah that and then you read onward what was that? I did I'm currently reading onward my one of my schools uh, my home school where I spend my mornings has embraced this book as a staff which is really how it's designed to be done it's organized by the months of the school year so for 12 months starting in June you are um, challenged to read only a chapter at a time. Oh, okay. And it was written by Elena or Elena Aguar, mm-hmm. I believe. I'll have to check it and we'll put it in the notes. Yeah. I actually found this book because she was interviewed by Jennifer Gonzalez in, oh, okay. on a Call to Pedagogy podcast and listening to this author speak to the work that she put together was inspiring and about 25 of us from our staff are doing a book study as professional development that we'll get course credit for through our district. Mm -hmm. So this month, uh, August, is centered around telling empowering stories. And I'm actually hosting that for Mm -hmm. the staff. They're all coming to my house in a few weeks to discuss the month. So each, each month gets a theme and a habit that should be cultivated and, um, and strengthened in order to build your own resilience as a teacher. So often our professional development in our reading is is centered around how we can best serve kids. Here, it's really more about serving ourselves first and building our own resilience first so that we can best serve kids. I love it. And so it's a really different way of thinking. Um, Last month was difficult but fascinating. We talked a lot about emotions and what role they play in the workplace and that they can actually play a role in the workplace, which is not what we're typically taught or embrace as a society. Mm -hmm. And um, we talked a lot about anger. So there were some really awkward moments, but they were really powerful. So I am all in on this book. I love it. And I also read Sitting Still Like a Frog, which I have also mentioned uh, maybe in... Another podcast, yes, I think. Yes, another yeah. podcast, yeah. So, I, which I'm also loving. And I think we'll tie in really nicely with restorative justice because sitting still like a frog is so much about mindfulness in the classroom, which is something that I think a lot of us are exploring. Yeah, that's wonderful. I loved it. All right. The next uh, way that we got ready for the school year is both of us practiced ukulele. We did. Yeah. I love the uke. I do too. I took a course, which I can link to in the show notes. I, I want to say it was like, $67. Mm. I think it was like you like the pros, if I remember correctly, That's but I'll, I'll link to it. Yeah. But it has some really helpful, like the guy who, who plays just kind of cracks me up. He's like, reminds me of like a surfer dude. She's like with his <laughs> you, you know, but, um, but it was really sequential and I really appreciated that aspect of it. I didn't do as much ukulele as I wish I would have. Um, but I really enjoyed what I did. And also my, my 14 year old Jenna, she is better at, at 
the ukulele than I am. So she was teaching and she was really enjoying that. Cause I used to teach her from kindergarten until fifth grade. I taught her music. Wow. So now she'll be like, okay, mom, let's play some ukulele. And she, I think is enjoying the fact that she knows more about it than I do or that oh, she, funny. she understands more chords than I do, I should say. Right. I understand the theory a little bit more and maybe the technique a little bit more, yeah. but she understands more of the chords. Um, she did the same thing with me with flute. That's great. We both set out flutes and <laughs> she, um, was like, oh, mom, I'm actually better at, at the flute than you are. I'm Aww, like, oh, you play sweet. every day. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. Yeah, but I, I still really want to go through, because I didn't finish that that course, and I really want to. It was helping me out. So okay. what did you use to? I used uh, the Uke teacher, and he has, he's just a jolly, sweet guy, um, maybe Australian mm-hmm. gentleman, And he has a really cool channel on YouTube, lots of tutorials. He also has an app and I think he supports, uh, he supports this endeavor, the youth teacher with a Patreon page. So I've tried to support him too, because most of his materials are free, uh, which is fantastic. So I used his app because I, I enjoyed that a lot of the songs that he does tutorials for are like contemporary. Mm-hmm. So I got to learn a Coldplay song and a Death Cab for Cutie song. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I can almost bar a chord. Woohoo. Aileen and I both have very <laughs> tiny hands for an adult yes. human. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're almost the They're same. They're like the same size. That's funny. <laughs> so our tiny, tiny hands. What is yes, that? I, like carny hands. Yeah, that's why I like ukulele <laughs> over guitar because guitar is I so know. much harder for me. Even I had a baby Martin and that was still challenging. I have a really hard time with yeah. it. But I can just about play that E7. Yeah. And I feel really that's awesome. I feel really like a big girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next on our list. Um choral repertoire. So I have always procrastinated on choosing my choral repertoire. It's something that I just drag my feet on. I don't know why I do really enjoy conducting choir, but I just, I always drag my feet. So because I had the hours that I had to, you know, log, I did choose my choral repertoire for the whole year. And not only that, I actually had this like Word document that was like a table of week one, week two, week three. Here's what I'm doing for my warm-up. Here's what I'm doing for my stretches. Um, here, it's, here are the four songs I'm going to do during my like 35-minute rehearsal, and here's what I'm going to do with each one of them. And what was great about that is it allowed me to map out, here's how I'm going to do this. Here's how I'm going to teach this entire octavo. Mm-hmm. In week one, I'm going to do this. In week three, I'll do this. In week five, I do, you know? Yeah, it's wonderful. So I'm really excited that I have all of that done. And then I can just print that out and see at a glance, this is what I'm doing in this rehearsal. Right. Yeah. I'm That's excited. great. Yeah. When all it comes right. to choosing choral rep, I think the most important thing is to kind of identify where you think those those issues are going to be. That's the best way to map it out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Smart. All right, so the last thing that we um, did to help us prepare for the school year was to use this awesome tool that I just found out about this summer called Airtable. Aileen, you are in love. I am in love. With Airtable. It's really awesome. So It Air- is awesome. Yeah, so Airtable is a free tool. It's a website. It's like Airtable.com. And it's like a productivity tool. It's kind of like Google Sheets, but way better. Yes. Yeah. So it's like set up like an Excel spreadsheet or like Google Sheets and you can create your own 
date, like, I forget what they call them. Let me look here. It's like your own um, base or workspace. And um, you can keep track of anything from, like, um, collaboration with each other, like we've created one to collaborate with each other, um, projects that you're, any kind of project, really, um, like my chores, my daughter's chores I'm keeping in Airtable or chores that I need to do I'm keeping in Airtable. Um, blog post, I'm keeping those in Airtable. My packing list I put into Airtable. <laughs> like there's just my daily to-do list. Like So you can set it up, like I said, like Google, Google Sheets or Excel, but they have these special columns where you can make them be like checkboxes. Correct. Or you can drag in an attachment. So if you have a picture, so like if Katie and I are collaborating and I want her to let her know that I taught the, the third graders a song because we both teach almost all the same classes, right. they'll come to me once and to her the second time, mm-hmm. um, then I can like import a picture of a song, like the song or rotation. Or I think even an audio file. I haven't played yeah. with it yet, but I think you can import any any file type. Yeah. So if I don't know the song... Yes. You can drop it into yeah. that column. Yes. It's really cool. It's a really powerful tool. So checkboxes, attachments, you can do like um, single select or multiple select. So if like you have a category of this is what I'm doing. So like in my to-do list, I have all these categories of what is this? A, is this a school to-do? Is this a blog to-do? Is this mm-hmm. a home to-do? Like what is it? What kind of to-do task is it? And you can, if you choose single select, you can just choose one category. If you do multiple select, you can do multiple categories. Right. I mean, it's amazing. Or it's like it lovely. could be like, who's responsible for this task? And that's where you could use multiple select. Is this Katie? Is this Aileen? Is it both? Right. So I, I would like to do, I'm going to do a little tutorial in the show notes. I'll do a video that's like a screencast. Mm-hmm. So all of you can see kind of how it looks and, you know, how you can add and build your own base. It's fantastic. I am working with our gifted coordinator right now and potentially setting up a showcase day. And I used to do this in my previous district as similarly as an event where we would do an honors choir. So if you do an honors choir or if you do any sort of main day event planning, they also have a really fantastic event planning um, and management template that you can mm-hmm. start with. And so I set it up almost like a conference because if we end up doing our gifted showcase, the students would come in and do um, a rotation of classes with several of our colleagues. And then we would need to set up times to eat, when their breaks would be, and then the final performance and assign different teachers' roles. Yeah. And so I went in and started filling that template out, and it was so much faster and more efficient than when I used to try to do things on paper or work from scratch. So it's really cool. It's really awesome, and it's free too. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said, in the show notes, I'll do a little tutorial, and I'll give you a link to sign up. I promise we are not being paid to say these things. Yeah. They don't even know us. Yeah. (laughs) We just really like it. Yes. Yeah, it's really awesome. (laughs) And we are not being sponsored by Airtable. (laughs) Right, right. No, it's really great. I could be their little advertiser. Yeah, I love it. All right, so we did a lot this summer, right? We did. A lot. 
But um, like I said, I hope you're not overwhelmed listening to all this because we just kind of like spewed everything that we did this summer onto you. But just to give you a few ideas of things that you could dig into over the course of the school year, or if you're thinking, oh, wow, like this course sounds amazing. And again, we're not paid to advertise the course, but we really do love it. Um, then, you know, you could have kind of a to-do list of this is one I want to dig into next summer. It's a really good motivator. Yeah. And I didn't feel burnt out by it. You can even do 50 hours if you feel like you want to just, you know, start slow. And don't we all kind of do 25 to 50 hours I think of work over the summer anyway? are already doing that. So, I mean, really all you have to do is sign up for the course. You pay for the course. It's a really affordable price. I think I paid 700 something dollars for six credits, Correct. which is a great price. Three, three credit hours was under $400. Yeah, it's really great. And then um, you do have to turn in a plan, which mm-hmm. really doesn't take that long to, com- um, you know, to complete the, the written plan. And then you do your time and you log it and then you go to an exit interview. We went to Panera mm-hmm. and just showcased what we did. That's and that great. was it. That was now, great. they're also offering, I don't know if your uh, exit interview mentioned this, but mm-hmm. they're offering an additional one hour, hour mm-hmm. uh, to take during the school year to also just check in on whether or not the implementation of your plan was successful. I Amazing. think I'm going to do that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> right. I did the work to implement it, so yes. I may as well get that credit. Exactly. Yeah, I am definitely doing mm-hmm. that. I spent all that time. I am going to implement it. Yeah. 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 We should probably let them know that we're advertising for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. So you want to talk about what we're listening to sure. or what we're consuming? Let's do it. All right. So I am watching with my husband, Better Call Saul. <laughs> Have you watched it? No. And I tried to watch Breaking Bad and I just couldn't get into it. Seriously? I Did think you it's like, love it? I, it's one of the best shows ever. Like oh it's goodness. it's maybe my favorite show ever. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like yeah. I learned something about who you are. <laughs> That I like to watch a show about someone <laughs> who makes math. All right, Aileen. No, it's seriously We're such good drama. We're recording this on a Friday, so maybe you're we just are. a little fried. I don't know. No, Breaking Bad, I absolutely love. And Better Call Saul is a spinoff of that. So not kid-friendly. Okay, so don't watch Correct. it in front of your kids or with your kids around. But really good drama. And, and usually spinoff shows are not all that good compared to the original. And I think this is, I've heard great things, probably just as good or almost just as good. It's really, really now as a non breaking bad fan, Mm -hmm. could I watch it and understand it? Um, if you watched it from the beginning, there would probably be a lot of like, in, you know, little things that would happen that you wouldn't realize were also Mm -hmm. part of breaking bad. Like, um, my husband and I just watched the, an episode, the second episode of the season last night. And there were these twins um, on the, in, in a hospital room. And we had, we recognized them from the, um, from the show. Yeah. Okay. From Baking Bad. So there are probably little things that you would miss, but I think you probably, okay. you know, and if you want to watch it, I can fill you in on anything, but if there are gaps. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know that I have an in. Yeah. If so, needed. Yeah. So we're just really excited that's back on. So what are you consuming? I, uh, 
have a connection to, to that story because what I'm consuming now that I'm back to school and traveling again is NPR. Oh, yeah. Back on my NPR. Yeah. Um, I do get to spend between 10 and 30 minutes in the car during my work day. Mm-hmm. And I get to learn a little bit about the world. The thing that was interesting and I would not have brought up if you hadn't brought up Breaking Bad, was that there's this crazy story in the news that NPR is covering right now about a batch of K2, which is a synthetic marijuana. I haven't even heard of that. That I had neither. Uh-huh. Because why would we? Right. And this batch made over 70 people sick. From one park in West Haven, Connecticut, which is just outside of Yale. Okay. And so they had this like outbreak of overdoses from this bad batch of Of marijuana of K2. Wow. And I just thought, what happens to a drug dealer when they sell a bad batch like that? Like it made me think of Breaking Bad, even though I hadn't watched it. Yeah. Interesting. So who knew NPR would be so salacious yeah <laughs> I love NPR I haven't listened in a while I was listening to their um like their politics podcast for a while yes yeah but then I just sometimes I can't yeah exactly I had to kind of give myself small a doses break. yeah but when you're only but, in the car for 10 to 15 minutes it's a good yeah. little dose of the world yeah and I appreciate I I feel like they're really fair and balanced I do too yeah I do too Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. It's I'm actually looking at you right now as I I'm know. saying thank you. It's a joy to look at you, Aileen. <laughs> it's a joy to look at you as well. And we hope that you enjoy listening. All right. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Bye.